News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them. Mark Sencha. All right. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning on this August 6th. Officially in football season. We had football on the TV. We will get to that here uh, shortly in the show. I want to say uh, to all of you listening on Terrestrial Radio, thank you so much. Uh, you can always follow along the show on our Facebook page. Just search K on the mark KHMO on Facebook. It's as easy as that. On the mark K-H-M-O, all one word. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Lots to get to on the docket today. We continue our series where we go through each division, and I give you the one big storyline for each NFL team uh, for their uh, for their their season and, and, and larger kind of overarching picture of their franchise. That's what this series is kind of about beyond just like, Ooh, will so-and-so rush for a thousand yards? No, no, no. It's more about uh, long-term views and where the franchises are headed in a, in a larger sense. Uh, if I was the beat reporter for each team, what would be my big focus uh, key on this season and, and looking towards the future of the franchise that I cover? Uh, we will get to Deshaun Watson, the NFL appeal of the six-game suspension. We will get to the Miami Dolphins. We will get to my thoughts on um, how NFL teams should handle the preseason. The preseason is so volatile, right? We get so um, we get so opinionated because of who's playing, who's not playing, and uh, I'll give you my thoughts on that, as I like to do every year before we start the preseason. Uh, and then some baseball stories to wrap up the show. So it's jam-packed. Strap on in. Let's get started for an hour of just uh, crazy sports takes. Let's go for it. Uh, Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, Hespin headline number one. We continue with our series of breaking down the NFL division by division and giving you our one big storyline. We move to the... NFC West division, which I think you could argue is maybe the second best division in football. Uh, the AFC West, I think we all kind of, you know, can bookmark that as like, yep, that's the best division in football. There could be two teams that miss the, the playoffs from the AFC West that could win divisions, uh, depending on if they were in different divisions. And I, I mean that in all seriousness. Uh, they're all very, very good teams. The NFC West and I would say the AFC North are kind of that best of the rest where you look at it and you say, hey, there's three teams here that I feel like could all win the division. 
And then there's another team that, you know, he's just got kind of some question marks around it. So let's jump into it. Let's start with the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. My headline for them this year, and the question that I need to figure out is, is the repeat possible? Can they break this curse and be the first team to repeat uh, since what? The, uh, the the Patriots in 04, 05, you know, 03 season, 04 season. It's been a long time since we've had repeat Super Bowl champions. Can the Rams accomplish that? Now, I think on paper it's easy to say, nah, the Rams, no, the repeat's not going to happen. But I do think the Rams are in a special situation to repeat. Yeah, their division is tough, but this Rams team now with playoff experience, uh, they've had a lot of playoff experience, but now you have it with your quarterback and head coach, even though your head coach has now been to two Super Bowls, one and one in Super Bowls. So, uh, been there, done that. A lot of veterans who you trust in big moments. Uh, now with Cooper Cup, with Aaron Donald, with Matt Stafford. And then you add into the fact that they actually may have gotten better in the offseason. Allen Robinson right now is a better receiver than Odell Beckham Jr., and he's way less drama and way less press. Those are both good things for a team trying to repeat. Bobby Wagner comes in, signs a big deal. He's got just enough left in the tank to still be a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker and help lead that defense. And so much pressure taken off him because he's got Jalen Ramsey, he's got Aaron Donald, the pieces around him uh, to where uh, I think Bobby Wagner is going to have a resurgent type season. Now, will Bobby Wagner be good at the end of his three-year deal? I don't know. I don't know how his body's going to hold up through the next couple of years, but I do have a feeling he's going to have a really big resurgence season. I'm not writing off the Rams to repeat at all, and I do think that's going to be the biggest storyline for them all year. For the Rams right now, ever since they got Stafford a year ago, it was kind of like, all right, all in for the Super Bowl. Well, they're one for one uh, since they went all in for the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. Can they go two for two? I give them a pretty good chance at it. I, in the NFC the the te- only teams that scare me if you're the Rams are really Tampa Bay and maybe Green Bay, maybe the Cardinals in your own division, but that's about it. I don't fear anyone in the NFC East. I don't fear anyone in the NFC North that's not named Green Bay. Don't fear anyone in the NFC South that's not named Tom Brady. I don't even call him the Bucks, just Tom Brady. And in division, you showed last year you took care of the Cardinals in the playoffs and you took care of your other rival, the 49ers, in the playoffs. And we'll get to both of them. I think they have bigger question marks this year than they did at this time last year. So high on the Rams and their chances to repeat. It's all about the repeat for the Rams uh, this season. Moving on, let's go to the San Francisco 49ers, or should we call them the you know, Silicon Valley 49ers, basically. Uh, I'll say this. Well, first off, let me say this. I'm not going to be critical of teams being like the San Francisco 49ers and playing 50 miles outside of San Francisco because my Bears are about to move out of Chicago and still be the Chicago Bears. So I, I got to stop being, you know, they're, they're not the Arlington Cowboys. They are the... They're the Dallas Cowboys. I got to stop being so critical on jokes like that. Anyways, moving back to the 49ers. Um, obviously, it's Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance, they mortgaged their future to feel like they had this window to go all in to win Super Bowls. 
if they weren't paying their quarterback a ton and their quarterback was producing at a high level. So there is a ton of pressure on Trey Lance this year. He has more pressure, in my opinion, than any of the other second-year quarterbacks. Justin Fields is a new coach, so he can fall back on new system, new coaches. All right, it's a little wonky. Zach Wilson, there's pressure, but it's the Jets. They're not predicted to win anything. Trevor Lawrence, there's pressure, but again, it's the Jaguars. They're not predicted to win anything. Mac Jones, pressure, but I do think that there's trouble in paradise with the offensive coordinators. He doesn't have a ton of weapons. Uh, They certainly were not in an NFC or AFC championship game last year. So the expectations for the Niners are, you were in the NFC championship game last year. You need to either be back there or move forward, right? And you put all this pressure on Trey Lance. And listen, I think Trey Lance is going to have a really nice season. But I think it's silly to think this Niners team is going to be right there throughout the majority of the season with Trey Lance. I I think they're going to be able to win some games. I think Trey Lance is going to have moments where he wows us all. You know, kind of those Josh Allen type, holy smokes, did you see what that guy just did? Because I think he's got that type of big playability with his feet and with his arm, and he's such a physical specimen. But remember Josh Allen year two, when they finally made the playoffs, he was like the bull in the china shop in that day, game against the Texans. With throwing backwards passes, kind of losing it. I expect a lot of that similar growth from a Trey Lance. Now, and that's tough because the pressure is on to win now. You have Debo now. You have Kittle now. You have Brandon Ayuk now. You have Joey Bosa now. You have all these win-now pieces, a really solid offensive line, a good coach, a really good front office. And if you're the thing that is not getting them to win enough games to be consistent enough to win your division, have some home field advantage, and, and not have a tough road in the playoffs – it falls on Trey. It's gonna a lot of it's gonna fall on Trey. So it's gonna be a huge year for the Niners and Trey Lance and all this pressure on Trey. And in a year from now, I mean, literally, we could be sitting here in December, or January. If Trey Lance is a disaster, I mean, think about the storylines. If Trey Lance is a disaster and he's throwing, here we are around Christmas and he's at ten interceptions. I know, like ten touchdowns. 15 picks, maybe a couple rushing touchdowns, but it's just all over the place. The Niners are going to look like fools because they were able to get to an NFC championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they they went all in on this kid who they think, well, gives us a better chance to win. And if you're not winning more games and you're not getting, you know, better chance to win for a team that's made a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game in two of the last three years, that's a ton of pressure. That is a massive amount of pressure. So huge, huge, huge weights on Trey Lance. And uh, conversely, if he's playing well and the team's winning a bunch of games, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for Trey Lance. So Niners, it's going to be a really interesting season. They are one of the few teams, as I'm starting to go through and make my predictions I really don't know where to, what to do with them and how to put my finger on them. I just don't because the Trey Lance, he's such a mystery. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating uh, season to watch with the Niners. All right, uh, we move on to the Cardinals. The Cardinals, it's it, for the Arizona Cardinals, it's just so funny. They are They are in this now really unique moment where you feel like, wait a minute, the window is open, right? 
you know, it, you you were able to crack the window open last year. You made the playoffs, and now you're looking around, and you're about to start a season, and the window is still open. No one has come in with a massive injury, a massive trade, or anything, and shut the window. And 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 for a lot of franchises, that happens. You feel like you crack the window, and then. You're like, oh my gosh, the window's open. Our Super Bowl window's open. This could be our chance to sneak through. And then literally before the next season even starts, a window gets closed. For the, so for the Cardinals, they're teetering. I mean, this it is like it's like you can see the window pane shaking. And sometimes it feels like, oh my God, it could just close itself on any moment. And a lot of that is Cliff Kingsbury. And I just don't know. I mean, I know they, they re-signed him. They recommitted to him before they recommitted to Kyler. But... That could go south very quickly. The Cardinals have a ton of talent, obviously missing Hopkins for the first six games. Hollywood Brown just got arrested. So that adds to the window pane teetering. How many games could he miss? There's going to be a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray in the beginning of the season. Now he just signed his big deal, so you got to be able to throw that pressure on him and say, hey, we need you to carry us until we get some of these guys back from suspensions or injuries or whatever they're dealing with. Obviously for uh, – uh, Hopkins, it's a suspension, and for Hollywood Brown, it, there could be a suspension looming. That's for sure. So, it's a it's a really unique time for the Cardinals right now. The window is open, and that's exciting. It's really exciting. I don't have the Cardinals as a Super Bowl team in my predictions, but I'd argue if I was a beat writer for them, that's the biggest thing right now. We finally, after after a, a five or six really down years. Post Carson Palmer and Kurt Warner were able to get this window back open. We chipped through the hard paint. We broke the lock, and the window is cracked open. So we have got to find a way to keep that window open. When you're in that, when you're a fan base or you're a franchise that struggles mightily to compete at a consistent level, and you're able to get the window cracked open, you have to do everything you can to keep that window open. And I think the Cardinals this offseason have done that. They got Hollywood Brown. They, they got Kyler Murray. They got their coach or their GM lockstep. So now it's just about can they stabilize the window? How does the first couple weeks go without Hopkins? Because uh, I do feel like it could close really quickly and things would fall apart. And a lot of that is my lack of faith in the leadership in that organization. You know, since they lost Larry Fitzgerald, you look around and go, who's the guy on that team? Like it should be the quarterback, but we know Kyler Murray is not a natural born leader in that way. So it's a really interesting. Uh, place for the Cardinals to be. Finally, Seattle. There, just a question mark. My my headline for Seattle would be like, "Are we tanking?" I, I, I'm like, I'm asking the question. I don't know what we're doing in Seattle. I think for the Seahawks, we'll know really, really quickly by week two or three what direction the Seahawks are absolutely headed. I I do think we have to give Drew Locke a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I do think this that Seattle, in making the move for Drew Locke, says themselves. We want to give this kid a chance to maybe be our quarterback of the future. He's cheap. He's got a big arm. You can drive the ball in the in the in the bad weather up here in Seattle. And 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 if we build a system around him where it's a lot of play action, run the ball first. You know, think kind of Kyle Shanahan offense. There's no reason why he doesn't have the upside to hit the big plays when we need him to hit the big plays. Now, is that a winning formula for winning Super Bowls? I don't think that's the way you can win Super Bowls anymore in the modern NFL. I think you need a superstar quarterback 
with a head coach that builds really great game plans around him and a defense that doesn't get gutted um, uh, in two minute drills. I think if you, if that if you have a team that has those three those things, you are a Super Bowl contender, absolutely. And and so yeah, the old motto of we're going to control the clock, play really good defense, and our quarterback's going to hit a couple of big plays a game. That can win you regular season games, but I don't think that gives you any chance of winning Super Bowls. So we'll see. With Seattle, I think we'll know by week two or three if this Drew Locke thing is, listen, they went with Drew Locke because they're trying to tank, and they got their eyes on Bryce Love and C.J. Stroud and all these kids out of you know in the draft next year. Or we'll know by week three, hey, listen, maybe we got something here with Drew Locke. Maybe Drew Locke needed a change of scenery. And, and, and with uh, Pete Carroll's run-first offense, Maybe he could really thrive. So we'll wait and see. It looks to me as though we're tanking, right? The the, the headline is like, yeah, we're are we ta- we're tanking. Yeah, we're tanking. We're tanking, right? We need a quarterback. We're going to tank. Uh, so there you go. Um, again, b- when we go through these kind of one main storylines for each division, uh, next week, get ready, NFC North, Bears, uh, Packers, Vikings, and Lions. Um, when you if you can you can kind of I I think tell where I'm leaning towards picking in each team in the division as far as the 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 final ranking, but I also think it's really important to kind of set the tone and set the the you know hey look in the mirror and and face face up this is what we're dealing with this year, and I think these main headlines are the important things that each franchise has to be honest with themselves a little truth serum. Look in the mirror, and that's what a beat reporter should do. And that's what I'm trying to do with each one of these teams. Uh, so next week, we'll get to the NFC North. Two weeks from now, we'll do the uh, two AFCs. Uh, three weeks from now, we'll do the other two AFCs. And then a month from today, early September, first week of September, I will lay out my predictions bef- right before the first kickoff of the of the NFL season. So uh, we're, we're winding down to it, getting really excited and I love this part of the season. I love this kind of prediction, uh, putting putting takes out there and uh, seeing how they bounce off. You guys are listeners and uh, and love the feedback as well. As always, reach out to me through the On The Mark KHMO Facebook page. Hit me up on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. You're listening on The Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back... The NFL has appealed the Deshaun Watson six-game suspension. My full thoughts on that and why if I was in Watson's camp, I would urge him to not fight this. I'll tell you why next. We're live and local in America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. Cashback is not available on gas. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Every two minutes, a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. PACT works to teach students to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. Students can sign up for PACT's online training program to stop child trafficking. Go to PACT.city to sign up for the one-hour course today. We declare not one more victim. Peace, this is common with the facts on lung cancer. Like, did you know that over 25,000 black people are diagnosed with lung cancer each year? Learn all that you can by visiting standuptocancer.org slash lung cancer. Change is possible, and it starts with you. 
We are Hometown News Talk, 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Q Nissan Hyundai, your number one Hyundai Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back, that's Q Nissan to Hyundai. Uh, you got to check out their online inventory shop, QNIS.com. You could see everything that the QNIS family dealerships have to offer. And you could be like me, who just celebrated his two-year anniversary being part of the QNIS family. I went online. I found my truck. It was another one of their locations. They brought it to the uh, Quincy location. I test drove it, was driving out a couple hours later in a brand-new truck. So, I mean, it's literally as simple as that. Um, coming up next, uh, I'll tell you how they uh, – are helping you get into brand new cars when brand new cars are uh, really, really hard to come by right now. Cunis is doing something pretty special, and I want to share that with you next. Uh, right now, though, we have to get to Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, so the NFL is appealing the six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson, um, and uh, I think this is absolutely the right thing for the NFL to do. Let me make this very clear before I start this. Um, I firmly believe that Deshaun Watson is not a great person and that he has done some things that are absolutely, I think, criminal and reprehensible, and I think they are things that have traumatized and really hurt a lot of people out there innocent women using his power and his status and his money and his celebrity to get what he wanted. And I think that it is a shame that the Texans and other things helped him with these NDAs and all these other things to where these trials really couldn't go to criminal proceedings. Because, again, I think if we were able to get to criminal proceedings – and get, take him to court for criminal actions, it would be done. I mean, this would be a done matter. He wouldn't be, the, the suspensions, all the arguing about this would be completely moot. Completely moot. But because that it was smart about his manipulation, had these NDAs and all these things to basically prevent him from ever going to trial for this and the stuff he did, we're stuck in this weird limbo where on the surface, in America, you could say innocent till proven guilty. Well, we also have a great saying in America, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's a ton of smoke. And we 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 know from the judge's report from the NFL and the, and the sentencing, the judge firmly believes that he's guilty of these actions. Now, I didn't trust it. Now, the reason the judge only gave six games is, I think, because uh, NFL had some precedent lines. And NFL's got some really bad lingo in their personal conduct policy and the NFL needs to do uh, a huge overhaul of all of that so that clears up a lot of these issues going forward and I think it's absolutely smart of Roger Goodell to challenge this the NFL wanted at least a year if not indefinite and they could determine when he comes back because the NFL wants to be able to basically say we know there's going to be some trials. We know that there's one accuser still out there who hasn't settled, who it looks like that person wants to go to court and, and put this out there and the money's not important to them. And good for that person, that, that individual. She should have the right to do that if that's what's important to her. Um, and so the NFL doesn't want any part of that and their brand being associated with Watson in that way. So... Here's what I would do if I was the commissioner 
And if I was in Deshaun Watson camp, and I think this is this is the best case scenario. The NFL does not want him to play this year. And what can happen is you have to look back at what other what other times has a, a person been suspended for a long period of time, filed appeals, and then they've been able to play, and then the suspension uh, uh, came down. Eventually, Deshaun Watson will be suspended. Eventually, he will serve game time missed for his actions. But remember when Tom Brady and Deflategate, he got suspended. He appealed and appealed and appealed. He was able to then play that whole next year. And then he not he only missed games the following year. So he, the year you suspended, which would have been the next year, so Deflategate, next year suspension, appeal, he played that whole year. And then was suspended the first four games of the following year, and that's when Jimmy G and uh, you know, but the Jimmy, Jimmy G got injured, and and all all that came to light, right? So Deshaun Watson could appeal the appeal and end up playing, and that's a nightmare for the NFL. And in reality, I think it's it's bad news for Deshaun Watson as well. If Deshaun Watson appeals, the suspension could go into next year and the following year after that. That's the years on this contract where he's actually making his money, and the NFL could take away that money if you're missing games. This is the year that, remember, the Browns sneakily set up the contract to where if he missed the whole year, he'd only lose out on a million bucks. So I know I know that it's got to feel frustrating if you're Deshaun Watson in his camp saying, Hey, judge said this. Let's just serve this. Let's move on. But I think if if the NFL appeals and says we're going to do a full year, I think if you're Deshaun Watson's people, you look at him and you say, just take it. You've already lost in the court of public opinion. No one believes you. No one believes you. And if by some miracle of one point one 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 zero 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 one percent chance that he's absolutely completely innocent of all of this. Like he says he is. Even though we know the dude hired 60-plus masseuses in like a two-year span. Wild. So if, if, and the point zero 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 one percent chance he is actually innocent of all of this. I mean, I get why Deshaun Watson would say, I'm going to fight this to the bone. I didn't do anything. I need to be, I should play. But he didn't do that last year, right? I mean, he maintained his innocence, but remember, the, the Texans just held him out. There was no NFL suspension. He just They just held him out. They were like, we, we really don't like this story. We don't really want to be in the Deshaun Watson business right now. He didn't fight it. He didn't show up to practice like, no, 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 I'm innocent. I'm playing. He sat quietly and just did nothing. And so I, I think if you're Deshaun Watson's camp, you you tell him to do the same thing because we all know this is most likely true. All of the stuff he's accused of is most likely true. And it's a shame he can't serve jail time for it. It's a real shame. But that's over and done with. So what can we do now going forward? In my opinion, the best thing to do is, is for the NFL to appeal this Get it to a year. Deshaun Watson, sit quietly, take your suspension for the year, 
And and he's got to deal with this the rest of his life. I mean, Deshaun Watson, wherever he goes, I mean, he, he's got his big money and he'll be fine. But, I mean, he – the court of public opinion – I mean, Michael Vick – still struggles with what Michael Vick has to do, and that's very valid. I don't blame anyone for looking at Michael Vick and going, I don't really care to hear anything from this guy. Even though he actually went to prison and served his time, he has that stain on his reputation. And I think that Deshaun Watson absolutely will carry this stain for the rest of his career. And 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 I, and I, you know, if I'm the NFL in a lot of ways, I... I don't want Deshaun Watson playing at all. The NFL does not, I've said this from the beginning, the NFL does not need Deshaun Watson at all. Look at all the great young, talented quarterbacks out there. Look at all of the storylines we have that are not Deshaun Watson. So, again, we keep our eye on it. I think think it at least gets to eight games. I think the NFL hopefully gets their way and they get it to a year. And then... If you're Deshaun Watson, I think do the right thing, do the smart thing, sit there, take it, and keep your head down, and yeah, you'll get to play football. Then hopefully again, if if you know if that's what's important to you. And it's tough. I mean, it's really really tough situation to be in. And I don't blame any Browns fans for being frustrated beyond frustrated. I am so glad it's not my team that's in this situation. Now, you always root for the team, the name on the front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey overall, but you can't help it. We're human beings. You root for the players. And, and uh, and you know, it's just a, a really, really reprehensible and horrible situation. And it's a real bummer that, uh, that jail time couldn't actually happen because it would have made this all way clearer and way easier. Go to jail when you do your time. Come on out and we'll see. Maybe there's a job for you if you can earn one. Just like what happened with Michael Vick. But for Deshaun Watson right now, that's not it's not going to happen. There is no jail time coming. So the NFL has a right to say, we don't really want to be in business with you. They have absolutely the right to say that. And the NFLPA is going to do what it does. It's going to represent the players. The union's going to do what it does. But... You know, the NFL and the NFL doesn't want long labor battles. So if you're Deshaun Watson's camp, do the right thing, get in his ear and tell him, take your medicine, keep your head down, you're a scumbag. Uh, you don't have to, I mean, I would say that last part, you could, you could slip that in, but uh, you don't necessarily have to. Uh, there you go. Uh, so when, uh, I'm, overall, again, one of the reasons I'm waiting to make a lot of predictions on these games, everything is. We just don't know with Deshaun Watson, and I and I absolutely think the the NFL should get its year, and I hope they do get their year long suspension. Uh, we'll keep our eye on it, and when we get more news, we'll break it down. Of course, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back, uh, we had some football on Thursday. That's exciting, uh, but I want to talk a little bit more larger philosophy around the preseason. And if I were a head coach in an organization, how I would handle the preseason football action. 
We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. The Quincy Gems present America's pastime, baseball. The Quincy Gems are in Prospect League action tonight at QU Stadium. There's baseball, great food, and beverages available. And it's the most economical entertainment you'll find. So bring your family and friends out tonight and enjoy the Gems in action. The Quincy Gems host the Burlington Bees tonight at QU Stadium. Come out and enjoy a hot dog, a soda, a cold beer, and Quincy Gems baseball. Play ball! Joe Buck and John Smoltz welcoming you back to the City Center Convenience Mart. Well, John, the stage is set for the final transaction. That's right, Joe. Heather's moment has arrived, and you just hope all that training pays off. Heather lays down her purchase, but Randy rings it up as slowly as he can. He is a wily veteran. It gives Heather's eyes the chance to wander. Uh-oh. Yep, she's looking at the cigarettes. There's nothing good back there. Quit now, and in five years, your odds of getting certain cancers drop 50%. Meanwhile, while Randy's stone-faced, he's giving nothing away. He just stands there, wetting his cashier's finger on that sponge. Heather toes the rubber. Here we go. Heather's arm is in motion. But instead of pointing at the back wall, she just grabs the gum off the counter. That's a slick move. Heather, back, back, back. She is out of there. Even Randy tips his cap to Heather. Stand up to cancer and rally wants you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. Many veterans have extreme PTSD all their lives. I know people that had PTSD from having COVID, but are better now. I can't imagine anyone having it their entire lives. Imagine sheltering in place forever. Help Heal Veterans, with the support of citizens like you, helps these isolated or sick veterans at no charge to them. How can I help? Learn more at HealVets.org. HealVets.org? Yes. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that moment in time, her life changes forever. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Say hello. Forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. A heat advisory begins at 11 a.m. today and continues until 8 p.m. tonight. 93 today under mainly clear skies. South winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tonight, 76. Right now, 82. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy Faith. Family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you, and I want to uh, tell you guys that I just spoke with Jason Buxman, the regional director of Cunis Honda Hyundai, and blown away. He was telling me all these new ways you can get yourself into a new vehicle. Stop on into the dealership. You can do custom orders. You can pre-order. There are, yes, it's a little different than just being able to show up on the lot and pick out through all the new cars. We know there's a new car shortage, but they are getting new inventory in, and you can claim it. So uh, stop on to the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You can even get the great deals they have. Like you have a huge weekend sale right now. You can buy that new car and get it in locked in at this weekend sale price, even though you may not get the car for about two weeks or whatever it may be. Check them out. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, we move on. The Hall of Fame game was this weekend, this week. Yeah, football. Back, you know, it's funny with the Hall of Fame game. I, I want to know, I, it's one of those interesting things. Has any team ever won the Hall of Fame game and then gone on to win the Super Bowl that year? 
win the first game of the year, win the last game of the year. That'd be a cool thing to try and figure out. I'll just say with with the Hall of Fame game, and 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 I think it's it's a precursor to preseason in general. I have always been a proponent of the preseason has a purpose, and there needs to be some sort of preseason. I think eventually it will be down to two games when they go to the 18 games, 18 game schedule. And I think the 18 game schedule will be the cap for the NFL. I don't think they'll ever go past 18. I don't think they ever should go past 18. And I do think that um, the two, the uh, preseason has, has a real purpose. There are guys that can make careers based off of the preseason. Absolutely true. It is absolutely true. And that may not be, Oh, you become the starting quarterback, but it may mean you get yourself onto a practice squad wa- roster, which then turns into a roster spot the next year, which maybe then turns into a, another contract with another team when, uh, you know, and, and all of a sudden your life is completely different. So I think it's, it is really important. And I also think it's important um, for the NFL to kind of warm up the season and get us, get us kind of acclimated back into the season. Imagine if there was no preseason football. And it just started week one. And, you know, you, you don't know uh, everyone on the roster, the guys. I think it's good that name recognition. I watch, I, you know, I'll watch my Bears next weekend. And it's like, oh, you see guys playing large minutes who then are going to be the guys who are the backups and the backups backups. So if, you know, knock, I don't even want to say a name of a good player, but, uh, you know, a knock on wood, a, a starter gets injured. A guy comes in and go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. I recognize that name. He had that, had that nice game in the second preseason or whatever. So I think it's good. Like, you build some name recognition. You kind of get that familiarity with your roster and your team going, and it leads you, launches you into the season. I will say this, though. Interesting, you already saw some strategies from the first two teams. Jaguars, Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick. He played. He played. He had a roughing the passer penalty in the first play of the game, and then he did get a sack. And the Raiders even ran Josh Jacobs five times. So I have two different really big thoughts on this. Josh Jacobs should get zero carries during the preseason. (laughs) Absolutely zero carries during the preseason. He is way too important to your team this year, Josh Jacobs, to waste any carries in the preseason. I am comfortable with that, like, it'll be game two of the preseason, you know, where it's kind of now that's the new game three, where you'll see, hey, Derek Carr, yeah, throw him out there for a quarter and just kind of get that feel, take a couple live hits and be okay with that. You know, it is football. You're going to get injured. But running backs, especially, there's no need to add extra hits to a running back uh, during when they don't when they don't count at all. There's no count at all. For a quarterback to be able to maybe in-game game speed against some other ones, have a little time with their wide receivers, I think that's important. Especially, you know, when you want to build that chemistry going to it. For a quarter, I, I wouldn't push it any further. I wouldn't push it any further. On the flip side, though, I love seeing the rookie play, Trayvon Walker. He's got his whole career ahead of him. And I need to know as a fan base and as a franchise – we just invested a lot of money and the number one overall pick in you. I want my first rounders playing. I don't want them playing more than a couple series. And then maybe again in that game two, a full quarter. Cause again, a lot of investment, but I want to, I need to see him play. 
So that's kind of my philosophy on it. I will never drag a coach for a starter getting injured unless it's like, oh, no, we're into quarter two or the second half. What the heck are we doing here? I will never drag a coach for a rookie getting injured unless it's into the, you know, a, a first overall pick, a first rounder getting injured, first, second, third, or I'll even give a third, first, second, third getting injured. Unless it's like, oh, why were they getting injured in the second half? Why is Trayvon Walker playing in the second half of this game in the preseason? I will drag a coach for giving any carries to Josh Jacobs. You just like running backs are so unique in that way, especially. And they're just so unique. Like every single carry is like a grain of sand in their hourglass, right? Like you just can't. Limited amount of carries. So don't run Josh Jacobs. Okay. If you want to put him out there for a couple pass plays, they're like, give him a blocking assignment and then like, oh, a, a dump off for Derek Carr because you want to run a two minute drill. I'm, I'm, I'm game. We, we don't need to be giving Josh Jacobs five carries for, thir- for 30 yards. It looked good. It looked pretty good. But, uh, yeah, not, not, not my ideal. So I'll just put it out there right now. As a Chicago Bears fan, my ideal next week would be see Justin Fields for a series or two, show us a little sum-sum, and then in game two of the preseason, start the whole first quarter, so a little sum-sum, no carries for David Montgomery, please, (laughs) and then... Sit game three. Everyone sits game three. That would be so. I'm just. I wanted to lay it out there. I want to get my my uh, my two cents out there. How would you make sure your team handles the preseason? Are you one of these people who's like, no, you got to play, play, play? Or you want to say like a starter shouldn't even see a minute? Uh, I kind of fall in the, in between. You got to get something. I got to see. I, I want to see something if I'm a coach and a fan. Uh, but I, I and I I won't drag you for them getting injured because injuries happen. I won't dra- unless it's you're talking in the late in the second quarter or anything beyond that. Then it's like, what are you doing? Get him out of the bleeping game. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, four quick hitter topics in eight minutes. Can we do it? I think we can. Hey, Cardinals fan and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back down the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. ShopCunis.com. Check out their giant inventory at ShopCunis.com. Tell them Mark sent you. No fear, complimentary powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles as well. All right, uh, Dolphins. Let's move on. The Dolphins lose their first rounder. Stephen Ross, the owner, uh, fined a million bucks, suspended some games. Uh, basically, the NFL found out that the Dolphins had been tampering for two years with Brady uh, to try to get Brady and Sean Payton to join together and quarterback and coach their football team. Apparently, Brady and Payton were in on it. They were okay with this. They, it was something they were looking forward to doing as well. And I'll just say this. Um, a lot of people are upset the fine is too little. I actually think the fine is Okay. Losing a first-rounder is a big deal, and especially because they didn't actually succeed in their tampering. If Brady and Peyton 
were the head coach and the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, and they only lost a first rounder and the owner only got fined a million bucks, I'd be like, heresy! Rigged NFL, rigged. I'd want multiple first rounders. I'd want Brady suspended for five games. I'd want Peyton suspended because that is you, you cheated the system and you got what you wanted. Dolphins tried to cheat the system and they failed. So, so the NFL is just basically looking at him like, it's like slapping the guy in the face. Like, don't do that. Like, you know, a guy tries to punch you and he misses wildly and you know he's kind of pathetic. So you just give him like a slap. You're like, all right, dude, I, this is this. Let's not go here. Let's not do this. You're embarrassing yourself. Dolphins embarrass themselves. But the NFL does need to set precedent. And there still could be some more fines coming down for which I think is actually the more serious offense, which is firing Brian Flores and then the kind of talking to Brian Flores and uh, you know the tanking and and in uh, the sham hires. You know, uh, do we interview someone just for the Rooney Rule? That's serious. That to me is really serious stuff as well. So the Dolphins, I mean the NFL. Listen, they have to. They have to make it known to their owners. You have to try to win. And look at what the look at what the Falcons are doing. Right, the Falcons are clearly not a Super Bowl team. They have no chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Zero. They have Marcus Mariota starting, but but there's not outwardly saying like we're tanking. There's no like tank for Tua type of thing going on. It's just kind of like, oh, the, the Falcons are, you know, they're resetting. It's a reset year. They got rid of Matt Ryan and they're resetting. And they bring in a veteran and they got a young quarterback. So who knows? Like, you know, like you've got to at least spin it in all these ways. You can't just be like a good team. Like the Dolphins were on the up and up, a better team. They were winning games. And be like, hey, can we lose games now? Can we just like actually lose games? I'll pay you. I'm just joking, but seriously, like you can't do that. You just can't. You, you certainly can't get caught doing it. That's for sure. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Juan Soto. He is a San Diego Padre. This is interesting. A lot of people, we obviously are on Cardinals Nation here, and we play the Redbirds games. Cardinals fans, it would have been a two-year rental. That's it. You would have given up everything to try to win with Juan Soto for the rest of this year and next year. By the start of 2024, Juan Soto will be playing in either one of two uniforms, a Yankees uniform or a Dodgers uniform. He will be 25 years old, in his prime, and the only two teams that will be able to afford giving him half a billion dollars are the Jenkins and the Dodgers. The Yankees and the Dodgers, that's it. The only thing the Cardinals would have been able to do is what the Padres are trying to do right now, is they're trying to win a World Series with him, and try to get him in the clubhouse with Tatis and with Machado and be like, this is fun, right? This is cool. You guys all together hanging out. We're winning games. This is fun. San Diego's beautiful. And they'll try to offer him, you know, the max that they can. But it won't be anything close to the Yankees and the Dodgers. And they're just praying that when the time comes that they've won it and they can get a hometown discount. Or what are the Padres going to do in a year and a half from now? They're going to flip him at the trade deadline too so they don't completely lose out on everything. He will be a Yankee or a Dodger unless the Padres can woo him, absolutely woo him. And that's what maybe the Cardinals were going to try to hopefully do. But, again, don't be too bent out of shape. Juan Soto, he's one of those people that he's just waiting for his half a billion dollar payday. And he'll get it probably. Uh, Moving on. Cubs keep Wilson Contreras and Hap. 
you got to sign him now. You've absolutely got to sign him. So do it. Get those deals done. It's going to be hard to get the deal done with Contreras. I think you burned a lot of bridges. Uh, but I think he does love Wrigley, and I think if you give him a fair deal, he will stay, and he will be your building block and the heart and soul of this rebuild. With Sia Suzuki, you keep Hap. Uh, you can get some pitching. All of a sudden, the Cubs may not be too god-awful. And then finally, Brittany Griner, nine years in prison. I will just say this. Free Brittany Griner. She does not deserve to be in prison. She's being used as a pawn. But I will say this. If you're an irregular American citizen, take this as a warning. If you think the embassy is going to help you and America is going to help you get out of jail, we can't even get Brittany Griner out of jail. She's a millionaire celebrity. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Mark News Talk 1070, KHMO, the KHO app. We'll see you next week. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Every two minutes.